The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Last time I saw you here in a restaurant right uh, on the border of Reno in California. And we were watching uh, game two of the NBA Finals. And right. I, I think you made a remark to the effect of, well, the Suns are just better. Now, this wasn't on camera, so right. it doesn't count. But you just told it me counts. privately, like, they're just better. It counts. Well, but even, yeah. but even when we did the show last week from Tahoe, um, you, you didn't have a good feeling about the series. You thought it would be over. And, look, look I'm, not, I'm not, this is how I told you so. But I actually found a safe space by saying, well, let's just wait and see. I took the easy way out. I said, let's just wait and see because I made the mistake of writing off the Bucks prematurely, really, you know, before the Heat series and certainly during the Brooklyn series and then the Hawks series. Um, and so I've seen a version of that movie before, them down 0-2, only to find, you know, themselves from the regular season and really from the last few regular seasons. So I, I just, I'll start off by asking you, how much did last night change your mind? Because I'm assuming it changed your mind somewhat about the complexion of this series. It had to. It, last night changed, it did change my mind, not necessarily about this series. It changed my mind about one of the conversations we had uh, in Lake Tahoe. We were talking to Charles Barkley, and I said, hey, Charles, same thing, what you just said. Hey, man, um, I really don't like the, the setup here. And he said, well, wait a minute. The Bucks have the best player in the series. I said, really? Now, when he said that, there had been one game, and that was game one from hurt. Giannis, and really wasn't, and we weren't sure what, right? We, we didn't know what Giannis was. So now, three games into the series, uh, okay, yeah, they got the best player in the series, and Giannis. Yeah. I'm just amazed by Giannis. Let me, let me just start with right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll start there and say, like, my view of Giannis has changed. Not because yes. uh, in, we're, nobody's surprised by Giannis, but we're surprised by this Giannis with the hyperextended knee who missed the last two games of the conference finals, who looked good in game one, but not himself. Then a great game two and a great game three. Best player in the series, sure. But Mike, I'm going to tell you. Uh, you saw what you saw from Devin Booker last night. I just don't anticipate it. Anticipate that again. What you saw from Chris Paul last night. Ooh. I don't anticipate that Ooh, again. To the yeah. What you saw from Giannis last night at the free throw line. I don't anticipate that again. Whether it is a yeah, number of free throws taken. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, 17 I think it might be the number. I think it might be the number. Because that might be the only defense that the Suns Or the had. efficiency. The makes. The accuracy, that's one thing. That can come and go, okay? That's obviously out of character. But it also seemed like he was speeding up his routine last night. Um, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't seem to take the 13 to 15 seconds that it normally does. It's more like 8 and 9. Point being, though, their only defense might be to force them to keep making free throws at a high level.
higher rate. So I think the numbers stay there despite Monty Williams, you know, kind of alluding to the free throw discrepancy because they got no answer for him otherwise. Um, I, I do want to stay on Giannis, though. And, and, you know, listen, can Phoenix play better? Sure. But this feels more like the real Bucks. So I, I, I don't know what to make of this series right now because Bucks fans will love this. It could be Bucks in six. It could be. I mean, the way it looked last night, if Giannis plays like this and he gets help from the help that he was missing in game three from Middleton and Holiday and others, I mean, they looked like the better team last night. But the Suns looked like the better team the first two games. So the, answer, the right answer is we'll just see then, won't we? But in the meantime, what we can do is what Giannis is doing. And that's just stay in the moment and appreciate his growth. Um, because last night the Greek freak became a Greek god. And regardless of the outcome of this series, he has laid to rest the idea that his heart pump Kool-Aid. Even if you go back last year when he wouldn't guard Jimmy Butler one-on-one. And even earlier this postseason when he he wasn't guarding Kevin Durant the way some of us wanted to see him uh, take that challenge head-on more. Um... I told you when they beat the Nets. You don't remember this because you were too busy. You were too busy telling me I told you so, and I was too busy being bitter. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. When when they Word. faced the Nets, yeah. When, <laughs> when they lost, when they beat the Nets in Game Seven, I said, honestly, Michael, I, I'm I'm actually relieved on behalf of the Bucks because I always look at things through the prism of well, what could I what could I best live with, um, and the Nets. I know you don't want to hear them, and most people don't want to hear them. The detractors, like you and Charles Barkley and others, don't want to hear excuses about injuries. Um, but the Nets, in my mind, had a built-in reason for coming up short this year. Whereas the Bucks, yeah. I didn't want to go through another offseason of questioning what the two-time MVP was made of, whether he was a 10-man or whether he was a cowardly lion or whatever. I didn't want to go into another. I didn't want to see Mike Budenholzer have to be the fall guy. For coming up short, and that's not to say that something can't still happen. I don't know that this job is safe because they made it to the finals and won a finals game for the first time in 50 years. Maybe, maybe not. But I was actually pleased and relieved for Giannis and Milwaukee that they survived against Brooklyn, that they've gotten this far and given the Deer District yeah. and that fan base something that they haven't had in it, literally in a lifetime. So to watch Giannis Antetokounmpo um, come into his own. And 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 keep the kind of company he's now keeping. They've been they've been counting points and rebounds for a long time. Can't say the same about steals and blocks, but they've been counting points and rebounds for a long time. They've been playing the NBA Finals for a long time, and I believe it's just him and Shaquille O'Neal who can say they've had forty points and ten rebounds in back-to-back Finals games. I believe. Okay. And so, um, I'm just really at the moment in this moment. Proud of, proud of Giannis, because he's grown up, uh, and he's become uh, the killer. At least in his last two in, in his last two games. I know they lost game game two. Or, you know what I mean? And they haven't done anything yet. It could still be a gentleman sweep that I think you predicted for the Suns. That could still right. happen. So I don't want to I don't want to crown him or give him a participation trophy just for doing what he sh- what he should be doing in the NBA Finals. But nonetheless. To be playing at this historic level, to be dominating the way he is right now, regardless of the outcome, I think we can stop questioning whether Giannis has it, 
has has that has that killer instinct, no has question. that ability to dominate. As long as he doesn't make the you know the decisions to decide to be Kevin Durant and and to pull up from three and to remember that he's the biggest, baddest mofo on the court. As long as he remembers that, there's no stopping this guy. You know now whether or not the Suns beat him, that remains to be seen. But but he's beaten back the narrative that he's somehow missing something in here. I'm giving him all the credit in the world right now, just because he's hurt, not injured. I mean, there's no question he's hurt, right? You just well, he might be both. Do that. He might be both of them. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And, and, and I mean, maybe, that, listen, and maybe it's, it's hard to imagine he escaped complete damage from that hyperextension. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. We don't know the details. All we know is what we saw. That was not an accident. That was not trick photography. In that Atlanta series, you see that. I thought he was done for the playoffs. And then when he came back, game one, I thought he looked good. I mean, he was moving around pretty well. And there are some times when he falls to the floor, like he winces at times. He cringes at, in, in certain certain mm-hmm. positions. You can see it. So I think he is I think he is hurt. I don't know what number it is. Is it eight? Is he eighty five percent? Is he fifty percent? I don't know. But I know a guy is not playing at at one hundred percent and he's still able to give you the numbers. And and the agility when he's compromised the numbers the agility the dominance the impact on the game any way you want to phrase it Giannis has been incredible, but this is why I haven't changed my position position yet Uh, with all apologies to our friend magic Johnson (laughs) game four (laughs) I know magic magic usually tweets about game five. I'm gonna do a little preemptive strike in a two one series. Yeah, yeah, game the winner, the winner of game four, the two one series has control of the series, obvious. But I thought there was there was uh, a great deal of pressure on on Milwaukee to win game three. They responded to it uh, mm-hmm. multiple times. They were down, they were down early, down six, came back on that twenty to six run to end the first uh, end the first half. Then hit them with another run in the third quarter to kind of finish them off and put the game out of reach going into the fourth quarter. Yes, they responded to the challenge. Yeah, that was crazy. It's not the same. It's not the same pressure, Mike, for game four, but it's pretty close. Because after all that, you lose game four, you're done. Forget about, you know, oh, you can come back series. It's series over. They lose game four, it's over. Not, oh, they got a good chance. They lose game four. Overish. They're done. Overish, but done. But but okay, so done. So you so here's what's interesting though. It's interesting how last night went according to script. Because from the outset, and yes, they had to withstand some a, a few pushes by Phoenix, but from the outset, you could tell who the more desperate team was. And it never ceases to amaze me how difficult it is for the team that's leading to match the level of intensity and desperation and focus of the team that's trailing, especially at home. Because I guarantee you, pregame, Monty Williams was telling them, they going to come out full of energy. This is their first finals game in forever. The crowd going to be crazy. They're down 2-0. They don't want to go down 3-0. We got to find a way to match their intensity. Right. And yet, they didn't. You know? And so... Going into this next game, I know what you're saying about what's at stake for the Bucks, but that's but same as what was at stake in game two. I don't I don't know that there is more pressure per se yeah. on Milwaukee Not the than same there is on two. Phoenix, only because hmm? Not the same. 
No, it wasn't the same as Game Two. Game no, wait, Two. No, 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 hey, no. You lose I'm, game I'm, two. No, I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying this situation. I'm, 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 I'm saying in this. You talking about Phoenix's pressure level of pressure or Milwaukee's level of pressure? I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Uh, no, no, because Phoenix had a win, so there really wasn't any any pressure on Phoenix. Okay, Phoenix loses the game. They lose Game Two. It's one one going back to Milwaukee, and then you have a cliche. Hey, we just got to get one. We got home field. We got home court advantage. Hey, Mike. Back. I, I, I well, Milwaukee, so I'm glad you say cliche. I'm, Milwaukee I'm glad, I'm glad game you say two. cliche. Let's let's stop. Let's stop right now. Because honestly, this whole this whole line of conversation is cliche. Like there's pressure on both of them. I mean, let's let's be let's be real about this. Because again, they were down 2-0. Michael, I, oh my God, I can't believe you are a chameleon of commentary. I cannot believe, and I, I know you love the Suns. You, you that was your Western. That was one of your five Western Conference teams. I know you love the Suns, and you picked them going <laughs> into the series. But Michael, yeah, we, I just referenced it a minute ago. You. It was 2-0 against Brooklyn, and I know your I know your perspective was fueled by your hatred. And they had I know to, it was fueled by your resentment. No, so, I so, remember what but, I said at the time. No, no, no. Remember no, what I, I my said. My point is that Milwaukee has been in this position before. So if you're Phoenix, maybe if you're if you're suggesting that there is more pressure on Milwaukee in going into Game Four, yes. to not go down three-one, yes. then there is on Absolutely. Phoenix to not allow Milwaukee to hold serve. And 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 even the series, then you're fooling yourself. There is I don't I don't believe mm, that there is. No. Yes, Phoenix is leading the series. I don't mean I don't believe that it's that equates difference. to naturally more pressure on Milwaukee than Phoenix because Phoenix ain't trying to go ain't, ain't trying to have this thing all squared up and now it's the best of three with the best player yeah. in the series on Milwaukee's side. It is in, it is incumbent. It would behoove. I know you like here, here you go the our daily training day reference. Mm. It would behoove them not to mess around on this thing. So I caught myself. It would behoove the Suns not to mess around on this thing. Okay. And you do not want Milwaukee feeling like, okay, we've been here before. Now it's 2-2. Best of three. We'll take our chances with Giannis going back to Phoenix. All we got to do is steal one. That is not what you're looking well, for. If you're Phoenix, you need to treat this game as though you are the trailing team. And for some reason, that's easier said than done to flip that switch. For all teams. Well, I'll say this. I, I, a few things. One... Uh, in that Bucks Nets series, even though I was uh, just anti Nets the entire time, remember what I what I said going into Game Three. I said I'm about 48 minutes away from a concession, right? I said I'm either going to concede that the Nets win it if they go up three zip. If the Nets had gone up three zip, then I was going I was going to concede. Okay, forget it. Even though the series wasn't over, I was going to concede and two one. 2-1 for Milwaukee. Hey, I'm right back in this thing. But if, if the Nets, had, if, if, if the Bucks had gone down three games to one, if they'd gone down 3-1 to the Nets, I'm sorry. The, the, the series would have been over. They would have lost the series. And it's not the same. Yes. Like, if you go down, if you go down 3-1, if you go down 3-1, the, uh, and if you're Milwaukee, you're panicking. If you go down, if you, if, it, if it's 2-2 and you're Phoenix, you're disappointed. I, you you felt like you you okay. had control. All, but you're all not I'll panicking. say is this: you're not panicking. Well, no. no listen, not, I don't know. I, I know we've only seen it once in the finals. Now, was of course, Cleveland. This is for you. But I don't know that three one means what it used to mean. And they still not, mad at I, it. I, I, clearly, Golden State. Oh, clearly, O two. Clearly, O two doesn't mean what it used to mean. The last just the last couple of years. I don't believe that three one means what it used to mean in general. I hear you, and I know what history says. Really, I definitely know what history says about three one leads. I know what history says about 
2-1 leads when you have home court advantage. I think that's 87% of those teams win the series or something like that. I know what history says right. about the winner of game five in a 2-2 series. I got, I got it. I get it. But we've history, seen too many history times. History and Irvin Magic Johnson. <laughs> they both say it. <laughs> the last couple of years, the last couple of years, whether it's a 3-1 deficit or an 0-2 deficit, I just don't think anybody's in position to say, well, it'd be nice to get this game, but if we don't, that's okay. We're still good. You know, I think you got to treat every game as best you can as a game seven. Um, because the last thing Phoenix wants, or the last thing I would want, is to have that, you work so hard to get a 2-0 lead, and now it's gone. Now it's best of three, now you're square. Now you've lost your lead. I, 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 so, to me, it's a conversation with really no wrong or right answer. It's a, it's a cliche conversation, like I said, but if, you, if you're asking me, if you're going to pressure me to, to talk about too much pressure, then I, I, I can't say that it's more Milwaukee than Phoenix just because Milwaukee's trailing. Not the way the Greek freak is playing right now. Oh, excuse me, the Greek god is playing right now. Yeah, Greek God for sure, but hey, I don't know. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a quick, quick, quick question before we go to a break, man. Um, did you did you burn last week uh, in, in Lake Tahoe? Can you tell? Cause can you tell, man? Dog, is it obvious? You see this? Is it obvious on me? I mean, it it, it ain't as obvious on you as it is on a ball, brother. Like you know what I look like? Bro, I look like I look like uh, Carlos Boozer a couple like of years you got ago. Hair. He had that. Yeah, he got that exactly. Yeah, you, know, you, you do. You do. You look like 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 you just like yo, bro, yo man. You need to come home. So wait, that's not hair. That's not hair. No, no. That ain't hair. I'm bald, but I'm bro, peeling. Wait, look, wait, look down, dog. Pe- look down. Wait, look down. Look down right look. quick. Damn. Okay. Okay. That when when you turn that, when you turn that way, when you turn that way, it look it look. Just shiny, but, yeah. when you, but when you look straight yeah, down, man. it looked like your hairline yeah. is like running away from you when you look when you look straight yeah. down. No, but bro, I was I was I was peeling, cracking, burning because these two idiots that y'all are watching, ladies and gentlemen, who was it? It was Courtney, Nicole, even Matt Casey. They were like, "Hey, would you like some sunscreen?" We're like, "Oh no, we're good. We're good to go. No, we're, we're, good. We're, we're all set. You know, we're good. We're dude." No hat, no sunscreen, out there cooking in Tahoe. I had all kind of stuff peeling off, but I I, I hooked it up. Oh, I've been rubbing lotion on my face for like the last three days to try to you know get it together. So I tell you, my best friend. Now, usually, my best friend lately has been this chapstick right here. Yours? Now that's yours got usual. chap too? Yeah, mine got chap. My mm-hmm. lips burnt. <laughs> my lips. Yeah. My lips. Yeah. And you know, you know how. When your breath, when your breath stinks, somebody automatically they don't offer you some gum or a mint. They take one themselves. Like that's a hint, like kind of subtle hint. Like, oh, like, would you like one? Oh, you want one? Yeah. I, I saw a bro. I was talking yeah. to a brother out there last week, and he he just immediately started doing like this. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's with his eyes open like that. I have. Listen, yeah, yeah, how come? Yeah. The last two, so, so let's to recap. The last two times we've seen each other, we damn near caught COVID, and then we got burned. Like we just need to not be in the same place at the same time. Just yeah, man. We kind of we're too reckless. Not to mention things that shall is, not be discussed on air. You know. Oh. Hey, I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee that it won't come up. It might come up. As long as you make it might. As long as you make inside jokes about it. Subtle, subtle references. I, I fear for my subtle life. References. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At this point, you know, it's a lot of things being said. um, Sometimes words being put in my mouth and I haven't said anything. You know, I think uh, a lot of, well, should be all of the people who've covered me since I've been in the NBA, they know that if it's something to be said, or if I think something or have something to say, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to stand on it. So, like I said, uh, there's been a lot of talk, uh, and I, nobody's heard what I've said, or nobody's heard me say any of these things. Um, but anything that I that I have to say, I'm going to say it directly to to Neil, and I'm going I'm address it directly with with my team. So. Um, I don't really have nothing to say to you guys about it. Everything that I that I need to say and that I feel um, has been said to to Neil. So um, it's really nothing else that I have to say about it. All right, that was Dame Dollar a couple of days before Team Nigeria took Team USA's lunch money. We will touch on that a little bit later on. So look, I mean, regardless of whether Damian Lillard has said anything. That has not stopped people from talking. Uh, Speculation is ongoing that he's not happy, may force his way out despite them hiring Chauncey Billups, who of of whom he approved as head coach. But the latest uh, is that the Warriors have uh, had internal discussions about the idea of a Dame Lillard deal. This is according to uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic, uh, who said that they make a call and have already internally discussed the idea, as I'm sure most contenders have, considering the rising smoke uh, out of Portland. Um, It's funny, man. Like, this came up a week before last, I believe it was. We had our guy Tom Haberstraw on. Yeah. And Haberstraw was advocating for the Warriors to make a play for Damian Lillard. And, And needless to say, any kind of offer would have to center around last year's second overall pick, James Wiseman. Uh, who's a, an odd fit at best at this point with Steph and the Warriors, plus the number seven and number 14 picks in the 2021 draft. They're probably throwing Andrew Wiggins, some future first rounders, maybe some of those young prospects who made them uh, an interesting team this year. Um, but Stroh threw this out, and it's almost like we could just continue that conversation because I think it's a no-brainer for Golden State. You seem the yeah. little 
concerned about about yeah. the fit here. Portland's, yeah, Portland, I, I mean, let's take it one by one. Because I, I think there are three ways to tackle this. No, the story is that Golden State has had internal discussions, obviously. Which, by the way, if there are right. internal discussions for any team being had about Damian Lillard, they should last about two seconds, long enough for you to say, "Damian Lillard, cool." That's end of discussion. There is no, there is no right. debate to be had about the merits of acquiring Damian Lillard in my mind. So there's three ways to do it. Let's focus on the Warriors first, because there's Warriors, there's Blazers, and then there's Dame and what he wants to do. So going back to the Warriors, I think it's a no-brainer for them. You obviously give them practically whatever they need to bring Dame home to the Bay Area. You you aren't convinced that that's like a that's like an obvious trade if, if if it's there to be made that the Warriors should do that. It's so fun. It's fun, Mike. It's a fun team. I'm just imagining the team. Unless you got a defender. I, I got Clay. I got Clay coming back. Right. Unless you got a defender. I got Clay back. Yeah. So, we got Steph. We got Dame. <laughs> Start right there, like a Steph Dame backcourt. Okay, that's just that's wild. That's wild to me. And then you got Clay. So you got these 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 three guys who can all just extend the floor all day long. Like forget about it. extending the floor is 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 understating it. Oh, you got you got to defend up to you know 40, <laughs> right. 40 feet from the basket. You better be playing some tight defense so they can pull it. Seriously. I don't see, but I don't think that's a. Cha- I don't. <laughs> I don't see that's a champ. I don't think that's a championship team. I like those guys. Okay. I see the fun in it. <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell me, like, how how does that work? I'm just. I don't see what? how they kind of. I don't see. So here's how it works. Here's this. Here's how uh, Here's how it works. Uh, here's how it works. Here's how it works. There's a hoop. There's this. The there's this round yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's, 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 it's you know, Dr. Rim, Mason, ten feet, got it. You know, exactly. Right. And it's like the farther. Here's the thing: the farther you are away, if you're outside of this line, you right. get three points instead of two. Three is worth more than two. Right, got it. Right, but I'm gonna say this: so there is not a team, including this year, there's not a team that wins the championship. It, it still continues. I know you hate this. Because there's a team at home saying what ha- what 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 happened? What happened to us in Brooklyn sitting around saying why aren't we there? There's not a team in NBA championship history that has gotten there without being pretty stout defensively, including the Warriors when they had Durant and Thompson and, and Draymond and, and Steph. You really got to be able to lock people down at some point, not consistently, but at some point throughout the playoffs to win and you got to have a little bit of size. I ain't talking about seven one six eight six nine. So let me you got to okay. have some rugged. So let me help you out here. Let me help you. Let me help you out here. All right. Fun team, not a championship team. Fun has it. And has I love the, them. Has the, has the seventh pick has a seven seventh pick in this year's draft played for the Golden State Warriors rhetorical question. No, no, Has the 14th pick nope. in this year's draft. No nope. played for the Golden State Warriors. No, nope. that's his no. I get it. Make James the deal. Wiseman. Make the deal. It's barely played. It's no, no, no. But, but here's what I'm telling you. You may have forgotten this because it's been a while since we saw them in the playing games. They were fifth in defense last year. They were fifth right. in defense. So nobody right. that you're giving up in a trade. I mean, I guess you could say Wiggins, but I feel like between uh, Toscano Anderson or or Poole or somebody like 
they can they may and Wiggins was is a good defender and he grew a lot this year. He 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 went back to being Andrew Wiggins in the playing games, but nonetheless, like he had a really good season. So I'm not I'm not you know crapping on Andrew Wiggins, but defensively they'll be fine giving up James Wiseman. Like they were they, they they found themselves without Wiseman. They found themselves without they Wiseman. Offensive? They were fifth in the league in defense, and he's a he's a bad I, I fit offensively on, on the on the court with Steph. Right now, he was you know? a one and done. So, he's a kid. He's a kid. I don't know. I don't know what Wiseman's going. What's what's Wiseman? Nineteen. He played like two games of college basketball. Then he's out. Uh, he got hurt in the regular absolutely. season. Absolutely. No. I don't know. He's, he's a, sec- a, he was a second pick for a reason. He was a second pick for a yeah. reason. Played thirty nine games offensively, last year for the record. Average twenty minutes me, a game. Tell me. Twenty tell minutes me a game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm sure there's some advanced stats to support what I'm saying. I know how much you hate analytics that he that when he was on the floor. I, no, I love the I Warriors love offense analytics grinded to a halt. But go ahead. I love analytics. You know, as a matter of fact, I love analytics so much because you know we missed those uh, those grand. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Those grand uh, Smith, those Smith family parties. Like Michael Smith, y'all have some great parties in the summer, but you know, last year COVID, you just shut it down, or or, or maybe you didn't. You didn't invite us. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I don't want to. No, know. we don't didn't. Tell have me. It. No, we didn't. But, have it. I know some people replaced. that are like that, but I'm not one of those people. I invite my people. Yeah, I'll tell you. I love analytics so much. I, I think I may want to have an analytics party and invite them, just like all analytics people, to a party. Worst party in the world. You know it would be the worst party <laughs> ever. Okay, they're boring. But you got to take your I'll shoes you off this. at the door analytics at that party, aside, for sure. Analytics aside, tell me just offensively what your vision is of a Steph Lillard Thompson. No sarcasm. I'm straight up. Don't say, oh, hey, you name it. It ain't going to work mean, like that. What do you mean? What kind of question is what kind of question is that? What kind of question? Is How that? do you see? It? Honestly, they just what, go score. Would you like to, would you like to take a minute 40? to rethink that question? I'll get. I'll wait. No, I'll give you I a don't. Second. Would you like to take a minute to rethink? That I question? don't. No, I don't want. It. I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. So second. now your question is off. I don't want a second. Okay, you. Did, okay, wait. I can't believe this is actual debate. I'm just asking. Listen, with all due respect, it's a. Fun, if you were gonna like Mike, play to your strengths, if you were gonna if you were gonna poke holes in this, Michael, stay at the defensive end of the I'm floor. I'm not poking holes in it. You're actually gonna question. I, Offensively, how this would work? What? Yeah, how That's do you think it's gonna work? I'm serious. Because well, I, I'll tell you, your, your well. heroes. Okay, here are your heroes in Brooklyn. You love them, all right? You love Brooklyn, and so I don't need Brooklyn. You went on See, and on. I don't, I don't need Brooklyn. No, no, hold I don't on. Need Brooklyn. Michael, no, wait, wait. We, we literally, no, gotta, we saw this before. I we saw this before. No, no, okay, give me ahead, this. Go ahead. You, go. Give you, me this. you earned it. Go ahead. Give me you this. earned it. Go ahead. You earned it. Now, go ahead. You earned now, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you love it. You it. Brooklyn. <laughs> and you talked about this all year long. Hey, man, you you bragged about it. Oh, you kept all these people kept saying they had somebody had to give up part of their game and they haven't. Kyrie's playing his game and, and, and Durant's playing his game and so is Harden. But they did that for about 10 games. And on one hand, if you're a Brooklyn fan, you say, Man, we got to the Eastern Conference semifinals and we didn't even have our whole crew. On the other hand, once you have your whole crew for 20, 25, 30 games, everybody can't be all out himself when you got so much firepower. You just can't. It looked like it was possible in Brooklyn, but we didn't see enough of it 
to to make a, a really intelligent right. comment. I don't need. Yes, I don't Gordon, need. Brooklyn. We don't need Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We don't need Brooklyn. We don't need Brooklyn. Michael, okay. Who's, Michael, who's your example? Who's the, be- who's the best team you've ever seen? Who's the best team? Yes. Golden who's State. the best team you, you you said they're the best team you've ever seen? Okay. Now I but know who, Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard are different players. I realize that. I realize no. No, nobody had to. Tr- I mean, I, by sacrifice you mean what exactly? Who didn't get theirs? Who didn't get theirs? And most important, they At got championships out of it. Their Steph average, their I mean, Steph average thirty. Was he an MVP candidate once Durant got there? No, but they won championships. They were practically unstoppable. Okay, no, Mike, Michael. Whether and it's LeBron and D Wade, I told a, you this before. Le, whether it's LeBron and D Wade. Whether it's the Warriors with Kevin Durant once they added him to the 73 win team, or whether it's Brooklyn, I know they didn't win anything, but when they did share the floor, there was no NBA 2K mean dribbling around. Nobody like they, they these guys figure out how to share the ball. And the last thing I'll say is this before I give it back to you. I mentioned that they were fifth in defense last year. Do you know what their offensive right. rating was? 20th. And even in the play-in games, they struggled on offense. With Steph Curry being incredible, they struggled on offense. So Clay Thompson, yeah. you said yourself you're not sure. I just want the, for the record, I said they're not one. They're not done competing for championships. They're not done. Here's Steph turning back the clock at age 33 or whatever, leading the league in scoring and an MVP uh, finalist. Okay, so you got Clay coming back off the Achilles injury. You don't. I mean, we assume that he'll be. We, we're, we're hopeful. We're prayerful. That he'll be close to himself, yeah. if not all the way back, a la Kevin Durant. But with, if anything, what you learn from Brooklyn, Michael, is you can't count on people, or this season in general, is you can't count on people to be healthy. Right. Like stacking That's stars right. is not just to just just fo- just to do it, just to to steamroll the competition. You need it's it because insurance. when people go down, yeah. who you're going to rely on? So Steph Curry's right. getting up there in age, want to maybe manage his minutes a little bit more. Clay's coming off the injury. Draymond's not getting any younger. Why not add a Damian Lillard if you're Golden State? If your, time, if your opportunity is too. now, go get Damian Lillard. I don't short of those three. I'm not. I wouldn't trade Steph. I wouldn't trade Clay. I wouldn't trade Dre. Everybody else, including Steve Kerr, could go. Everybody could go to Portland. All y'all. Bob Myers, all y'all, all y'all go to Portland for Damian Lillard. That's a no-brainer trade. Now, if you now if you're Portland, Mike, you, you, you're probably holding out for a little bit more it, than seven, fourteen, and Wiseman. No, you're not. No, you're not. Now, Portland, that's a no-brainer for Portland. Oh, for Portland, it's a no-brainer because you are resetting. So, so you're loving you Wiseman is what I'm picking up. You love Wiseman. That's what it sounds like. You love James Wiseman. No, no. That's what it's, that's what, what it, I'm that's, saying that's, is okay. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Oh, what I'm saying is, okay, it's clear. Even though, with all respect to Dame, I'm a big. Like, and this is not a Brooklyn. This is not. I'm not hating on this. Uh, I'm. I'm intrigued by this. I know it doesn't sound like it. All those guys in the Warriors. I'm intrigued by it. I'm just trying to imagine it. Um. <clears throat> but from Portland's well, I could perspective, it, right? with all respect to Dame and his comments there that we played at the beginning of this block. Yeah, people are speaking for you, Dame, because you're putting stuff out there. You are you haven't been definitive in what you're saying. You know, we're 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 reading your we're reading your Instagram post. Are you just giving a shout out to the late great Nipsey Hustle, or is there is there some truth? Is there some gospel in in in, in the in the hustle gospel that applies to you? And like, are you sick of 
being one and done four out of the last five years? Are you frustrated with your situation in Portland? So that's fair to say you got a guy who's 31 years old who's giving you everything he's got in Portland. Uh, he seems to be frustrated and you can reset the organization. You're not going to win a championship with them or without them this year. Not happening. So you get the number two pick in last year's draft. You get two lottery picks. You get another player. Uh, maybe throw in a, a pick swap down the road. You're good. You reset. I think it makes mm. all the sense in the world for Portland. Makes all the sense in the world. I got. But mm. this is what I'm. This isn't a guy this is, who's this is entering. One thing I want to say to you. This isn't a guy who's entering the last year of his contract. Who's who's in a walk year or, or even this is, He's in the first year of an extension. No, but I'm saying like I, I'm I'm the only way I'm moving Damian Lillard if I'm Portland is if he is like. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I've given you everything I got. Well, he might, Thanks for hiring the coach. I want it, but I can't do this anymore. But short of that, he might have told him I'm going to do everything I can to figure out if, if I'm Neil O'Shea, I'm going to try everything I can to figure out if we could break through with Damian Lillard before I decide, you know what? I, I'm just not good enough at my job to get to get us outside out of the first round. You just hired a new coach. Maybe I'd say, hey, look, real quick. Maybe it's a new coach. Maybe it's a new coach in one or two pieces. I don't know. But I, it's going to take a lot. There's a pattern here. Whether it's Watson, Rodgers, and now Dane. You like to jump ship. So does somebody get upset. You trade them. Get them out of here. You ain't, you're going, you ain't going nowhere with them. Get them out of here. Like, I can do bad all by my damn self. Like, every time we have a conversation about somebody who's disgruntled, you always on the side of trade them. You notice that? The player. The player. Trade the player. And that's always the player. I'm pro player. Hey, you want to no, go? No. Go. I'm pro player. I'm, I'm so pro player. I don't want him to leave. I, I am. That's how, I'm way more pro player. I, I, I like the player. I love the player. Like I want to. I like player too. I'm the team. I, I love him. So, oh yeah, no, not moving him. And it comes back. It, it all comes back to relationships for me. Oh, you don't want to stay? I ain't holding you. Go ahead. I'll cry by myself. You ain't. I'm not gonna let you see you me. You ain't never said that. But go you ahead, ain't man. never said that. You ain't never said that. You Lenny what? Williams, man. You ain't never said that. You, you, Lenny, you, ain't, exactly. you ain't never exactly. said You ain't never Please, said nothing like that. Please stay. Please. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just out there to, you know, trying to enjoy the game. 
trying to play, try to put myself in a position to be successful. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, um, you know, when I when I, I take each position at a time, when I have a position in front of me, I try to get myself in a position or my team in a position to be successful. And sometimes it's driving the ball, sometimes it's you know, sealing down in the lane, sometimes it's setting the screen. You know, I'm just trying to read each possession at a time. It's 2-1, but Vinny Goodwill, it, it still feels early. You know, the Suns more than handled their business at home. Milwaukee rewarded their fans with a long-awaited finals uh, victory. Um, so it's, it still feels too early to kind of declare who was in control or who was the better team or this, that, and the other. Uh, we're still kind of in the adjustment phase. What, if any, adjustment do the Suns have for... Uh, baby Shaquille O'Neal and by baby. I just mean everybody by comparison to smaller, but he play, he out there playing like Shaq right now. What can the Suns do to slow Giannis down and prevent them from even in this series? I don't know if they can do anything. And I think at some point you have to concede that there's a matchup that you're just going to lose. They don't have the big man. Like you only have one room protector. And that's DeAndre Aiden. He's too big for Jay Crowder. He's too fast for Cameron Johnson. Like there's no one who could stand toe to toe with Giannis. And even make it tough for him. Maybe Jay Crowder can because he's got some wit and some know-how defensively. But that's going to get him in the foul trouble real quick. And Giannis hit, I think, 12 or 15 free throws or 14 or 17 or something like that. So, you know, when he's hitting his free throws, he's not a problem. He's not a liability. And what to make matters worse, he's not going to stop even if he is missing those free throws. I think you come to a point where you say, hey, if Giannis is going to score 60, he's going to have to score 60 for him to be, for us to be beaten. And these other guys, the Drew Holidays, the Chris Middletons, we're going to have to focus on really shutting those guys down and make, and hopefully, hopefully on the other end of that, we do just enough down the stretch to win games because Giannis right now is feasting on the Phoenix Suns. You got that right. Look, Vinny, uh, Michael Smith asked me a really good question at the start of the show. He said, look, is there anything you saw last night from the Bucks that makes you change your mind about this series being over, which I declared it uh, after maybe after one game, but certainly after two Phoenix up two zip. And I said, that's a really good question. I'm going to ask Vinny what he thinks. <laughs> so do you think, did you see anything last night to make you think that, Hey, maybe this series is a little different than what it appeared to be after two games. I don't know if that was Michael Smith that asked you the question or if that was Big Red during this office hours being from 9 to 5. I really wasn't sure because that doesn't look like Michael Smith in the center of the screen. I don't know if it's Michael Tan or Big Red. I'm not, not, not really sure. But is it the left? Well, let me ask you something. Let's, let's, stay, let's unpack this for a second, okay? Is it the, uh, is it, is it the leftover tan or is it or is it the extra that I got going on? Or is it a combination? What is it that's, it's uh, that's a combi- giving the big red it, vibes? It, it's definitely a combination. I feel like you're about to drag somebody through the hallway of a hotel and hang them over the balcony. <laughs> ask them the, what time yeah. it is all the hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it though. Good pull. Great and you got, pull. And you got you got the berries in there too. The berries, it's working. All the juices. You got and a little berries. something in there. No, I don't, I don't got the same juices and berries he got. Light skinned people got a whole different type of brand of moisturizer that us dark skinned people don't have. Uh, yeah. We got, we have, yeah, and we don't, we don't got that cheat code. Different kind of fruit, yeah, yeah, the whole different yeah. bottle. But to answer your question, I don't. I, what I saw last night, I think, I think what you saw in game one, to me, taking it back to game one, in game one you saw that Chris Paul 
can beat you. Chris Paul can beat you scoring when he had that big scoring night, 30-plus points. He looked like he could have gotten 40 if he wanted to, that type of thing. Game two, I thought I felt like Milwaukee just got beat. You know, you took a good game from Giannis and nobody else showed up. In game three, I think we kind of discovered that they don't have the bodies to contain Giannis. And even though Giannis is, is hurt and still sort of recovering, that he can be physically dominant. You made the Shaquille O'Neal reference. I have no problem with that. If we start looking at Giannis as an interior player as compared to being a perimeter player, I think the, the tone of how we evaluate his career changes. But, but Jermaine, to this series, I think you're going to have to play a different pace if you're the Phoenix Suns. You're going to have to try to do everything you can to make life difficult for Milwaukee before Giannis gets the ball. You're going to have to put a lot of pressure on the Chris Middletons, on the Drew Holidays, to make sure that the passing lanes aren't clear. Because if we're going to say that two evenly matched teams are in the finals, and we know that Mike Budenholzer is not the greatest at making adjustments, so then it comes down to who's the best player. The best player in this series against two evenly matched players is Giannis. That usually means that the better team is going to be the team with the best player. That means that that team is going to win. I'm not ready to declare this series changing. To me, in every playoff series, game four is the game that basically says this is how the rest of this series is going to play out. Devin Booker is going to play a lot better in game four than he played in game three. And DeAndre Ayton is not necessarily going to be in the type of foul trouble that he was last night. But I think the thing that we figured out is that the Milwaukee Bucks ain't no punks. They played physical last night. They um, they took the game to the Phoenix Suns in a way that we don't expect the Milwaukee Bucks to, think, to take the game to because we think of them as chokers and guys who play stupid. Whether you think they play stupid or not, who cares? But the fact that they played tough, I think that's something that's really, really relevant for the rest of this series. Oh, it's my turn. I'm sorry. Um, let's go. I forgot the, the I got thrown off by the big red thing that threw off my flow. Um, I thought I'd ask the last question. Um, so <laughs> moving, moving so on. Does that make Michael Holly uh, dress? Does that make him choir boy? Is that Michael Holly <laughs> choir boy? Oh, <then>? um, so <laughs> uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how can I work a hard as a house. Is there a heart in the house into this Dame Lillard Golden State thing? All right, I'm, I'm not quick enough to do it right now. But that said, um, this report that obviously the Warriors, who I imagine they like most teams, have had internal conversations about uh, perhaps acquiring maybe disgruntled Damian Lillard, depending on what you believe, from the Portland Trailblazers for James Wiseman, Wiseman, the seventh pick, the 14th pick, and who knows whatever else. Michael and I were having this conversation earlier, uh, Van, and as usual, we need you to break the tie here. I think that's a very brief conversation for Golden State. Like, I don't think there's much to discuss. If you have the opportunity to acquire Damian Lillard, shorter Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, you do it, right? Um, Michael seems to be, if I may speak for him, a little more concerned about fit. What say you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think of it like this. You can't have two Steph Currys on the same team. Although they're playing, you know, different styles and everything why not? else. The fact you said, why not? Defense? Defense? Yes. You worry about defense? Yes, defense. The other end of the floor. Uh, oh, oh, that little thing? That, yeah, that little small that thing? thing? Defense? I, yeah. I mean, did you see Team USA this weekend <laughs> against Nigeria? And, and, and I was going to ask you about that. On day? Oh, we're going to get there. I was going to ask you about that. We're going to get there. You know what I mean? So I, I would say this. 
if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I don't make that deal. I, if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm, I'm taking a bona fide, I won't say a bona fide star, but I think in Portland, they're not used to their teams being bad. Like we think of the Jailblazers and everything else, but they're used to having a really competitive basketball team there because they're the only game in town. And I don't think anybody there has the stomach of going through a very long rebuilding process. So while, and on top of that, it's very rare. It should be very rare unless you're, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, clutch sports in, in the Los Angeles Lakers. You never trade your star in conference. You don't want to see Dame Lillard, you know, sending him back to his hometown. That would be a nice, pretty story and everything else. But I don't know if Dame would want to go and play on, I'm going to say Steph Curry's team, but play in that particular situation. That would be a lot for a guy, especially coming home and everything else. And I don't know if that would necessarily be the best fit having two smallish guards in this type of NBA where you can't touch anybody and you want to be able to have some level of defensive presence. I think if I'm Portland, if you want to send them somewhere, they're going to have to send, you have to get a third team involved. You're going to have to get a whole, make this a whole lot more complicated than just yeah. seven, 14 and James Wiseman. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get to Nigeria real quick, I want, I do want to stay here because I listen, number five defense last year, 20th in offense. I don't think giving up Wiseman, who was a bad fit offensively, will compromise their defense. I think they can still be a good defensive team, even with, like you said, a second Steph Curry, especially what you get on offense. But I do want to stay with the with the Dame, the legend of Dame Dollar right now, because we didn't get to that earlier, uh, Vinny, because whether or not it's, a, it's the right deal for Portland, I think we all agree they can probably command more. Uh, we can agree to disagree whether or not it's a perfect fit for Golden State. But Damian Lillard has certainly built his reputation as the guy who is not quote-unquote ring chasing the guy who's like doing it the old-fashioned way he's taking the stairs and not and not the express elevator you know what I mean like kind of, let's let's stay with that a little bit more you, you feel like that might be too much for him to go back to the Bay Area or you think it'd be kind of anti or off-brand I should say for him to play with quote-unquote Steph Curry's team because I I don't know that he would get the same type of vitriol for instance that Kevin Durant got because Obviously, right, different set fair. of circumstances. That's fair. I, I wonder if he's right. if he's paid his. I think he's paid his dues enough in Portland to where even though he once said I'm not going to be that guy, if he had decided that look, I'm tired of going one and done and did this, I don't know that it would, it would hurt his rep the same way it did some other guys. Am I wrong? Well, let me take you guys back on the trip through the hot tub time machine real quick. On the day that LeBron James had his, uh, you know, the decision and all of that type of stuff. Do y'all remember who quietly mm-hmm. signed the extension with his team with no very, very little fanfare and all of that type of stuff? Do y'all remember that player's name? Mm, I don't. Which team? Who was it? Which team? I told you the team would be too easy. I know. That's why I was asking. <laughs> but who was it? Refresh. I will answer the question for you. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Right? So oh, uh, yeah. Kevin Durant became yeah. the symbol for staying in. You know, all these other different Mm -hmm. levels of confirmation bias that none of us know anything to be true on, right? And then a few years later, Kevin Durant, or six years later, Kevin Durant did what he needed to do for himself and went to Golden State. My larger point is all these labels will fall off through the vestiges of time. Like, nobody will fault Damian Mm -hmm. Lillard if he looks at Portland and says, you know what, I've gone as far as I can go here. I'm vested here. My jersey's going to be retired here. I've stuck it out, you know, he, he would almost be Charles Barkley at this point, going from Philadelphia to Phoenix and hopefully having just enough left of his prime that he could turn a sort of team that's on right, right on the doorstep to a team that can go to the finals. I think Chuck spent 
nine years in Philadelphia and then, you know, and played that MVP season, went to the Dream Team, played that MVP season, and then his body started breaking down shortly thereafter where we only really got to see a year and a half of prime Chuck. I would not be surprised if something similar, not necessarily the health part, but the story itself where, you know, Chuck looked like a guy that was a lifer and then went somewhere else. Damian Lillard looked like a lifer and wound up going somewhere else. And nobody's going to fault him for that, especially, you know, let's say he goes to the Knicks and you're still staring across from Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden, you're still sort of the underdog, right. even though you're playing for that level of franchise. I think it's the way it, it would depend on where he goes and where it's framed. As long as he doesn't go to the Lakers, I don't think anybody's going to care. Well, exactly. Because yeah. even if it's the Warriors, Michael Holly, even if it's the Warriors, they're a couple of years removed from their height. And, you know, obviously we don't know what Klay Thompson is. They were a play-in team last year, yeah. so it's not like he's joining a 73-win Warrior team. And, and the other thing is the Warriors, the Warriors themselves were not hated. And I'm not sure Kevin Durant was hated. He got, you know, he always hears Twitter chirps. Oh, he was hated. But he was probably oh, he was hated. What are you talking despised. about? He was hated. You're tripping. The Warriors, the Warriors yeah, as hated. a group, the Warriors as a group were not hated. I don't think they were no, a hated no, team. You no, guys no, did? Kevin Durant yeah, was hated. No, and I'm saying Durant was. No, but the war, even though he was on the Warriors, the Warriors he was were hated. a hated guy. The Warriors, no, the Warriors were hated before Durant got there. Yes. Because remember, Steph had what? been the unanimous MVP. So there are was you, there was Warriors hate. People had already gotten tired of the Warriors. You have an old age. They got tired of the Warriors, and, and Steph Shimian. Steph Shimian is cool now, but it wasn't after they after they stopped being cute. So then. They, they, then they got Durant and they went over the top for hatred for everybody. Oh, there's enough Dude. hate to go around, Michael. There's plenty of hate to go around. I, re- I, re- I don't remember. Holly, I remember writing the story calling the Golden State Warriors the most arrogant team in the NBA while they were about to win 73 games. Do you remember the rejoicing on social media when Cleveland walked them down 3-1? Add to the fact the rejoicing every time there's some anniversary of LeBron and Kyrie going for 40-plus or Steph, you know, you know, having that drill yep. behind the back and passing the ball out of Those bounds. Those are LeBron's people. You know what I mean? LeBron's no. people cooked that up. <laughs> LeBron's it's, people it's, worked that out. And a lot of those people work in the media. And a lot of those people rejoice over <laughs> over what happened and frame the conversation. Let's not let's let's in the words of, you know, let's not be holy here. All right. You know what I mean? Like okay. we family, we can have these conversations amongst ourselves without saying names and really incriminating anybody. But we know who were who was cheering for LeBron to walk down Golden State three one, and how we see the anniversary of that happen every year, and we act like seventeen and eighteen didn't happen because we feel like the world stopped in twenty sixteen. So yeah, the Warriors were That's definitely right, hated, and some people treat them like they won one championship or less than one championship because of the different circumstances surrounding it. Yeah, That's a good point. Look, let me ask you this: a uh, uh, couple of quick questions. One, uh, is the world going to end? Now that Nigeria has beaten the United States of America in an exhibition, which rarely happens. What was their exhibition record? Something like 54 and two going into that. It's the world over now as we know it. Nah, I think it just means the basketball has improved in the way of the world, the way that it was supposed to. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I was in Chicago watching the Chicago Sky game, the WNBA game. I was sitting courtside with you know, the Michael Wilbons of the world, the Mark Spears of the world. And we were checking our phones like every two minutes. Yo, they down five. Yo, this is getting real. And then it was like, does this mean anything? And I don't know if it means anything. It's not going to cost them the gold medal or anything like that. It's an exhibition game. I don't know if we should be holding USA basketball to the standard of perfection 
when you don't have, you know, three of the five best players, the three of the five best American players playing. Like the world is good enough that you can't just send over a regular old team anymore. You got to actually send over some of your best. I don't think they're in bad shape with, you know, Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum and Zach Levine and Dame and everybody. But Steph Curry ain't there. You know what I mean? Kevin Durant is there, but Steph Curry ain't. LeBron ain't. You know what I mean? There's still a few. There's, it's a good enough team, but I don't think this is necessarily cause for concern or alarm. This ain't 2004, y'all. Right. right. This ain't a That's vacation fair. either. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. You mentioned it. I just want to see it. I want people to see it. Uh, put that on the screen. That is a picture. Mark Spears had it on his Instagram. And I was sitting there looking at it. I was like, yeah, I know him. I know him. That's a good brother right there. I know him. Like, what does this picture mean to you? Uh, it just, it just in your own words, what, whatever comes to mind, just go ahead and say, what does this mean to you? It's a, it's a great sight. I mean, I'm the, I'm the youngest guy by far in that picture. I mean, you know, take Natasha Cloud, who was a beast. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there watching that, watching her up close and everything else. But out of those scribes, I'm by far the youngest, and I don't like going TV and personalize things, but for those guys to have adopted me, you know what I mean, and to bring me along, to welcome me into the, you know, the fraternity, so to speak, uh, not without some hazing, <laughs> but to, for them to welcome me in uh, and, and treat me uh, respectfully, treat me as if my opinion matters, treat me as if my experience matters. Like, we had a great night. We went to Chicago Cut. Uh, steakhouse in Chicago, you know, and just Michael, I think you came to Chicago cut with us once uh, a few years back when you worked at another place. Um, and, and we just had a, it was a great time. It's, it's look, it ain't but like five black sports writers in the world anyway. Right. Like we are becoming an endangered right. species. You know what I mean? So for, for us to actually be able to be in the same place at the same time, it's like five of America's most wanted shout out to Snoop and Pac. Yeah, no, no that it was, was great to see, man. man. That, was, I, that was uh, yeah, all, all all the likes, all the all, all the 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 fist emojis for sure. Uh, seeing y'all hang out, man. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. We kind of sort of respect your opinion a little bit, a little bit, you know, just just enough to you know keep having you. I was about to say I respect day. your hairline, Michael Smith. I was literally about to say that I am genuinely respecting the hairline brilliance, and then you have to. Go I gotta have this. something. I gotta have something going for me, right? You got light skin. You know what? Honestly, what we, we, I don't know what that means. We may have to actually, you know, this real quick story as we go to break. There was debate, not a, not between me and Michael, but others, about whether to call this show "Brothers from Another." It's like, no, nah, it ain't how I go. It's not called "Brother Brothers from Another." It's "Brother from Another." Vinny, you might have to rethink that, bro. I mean, this is this is a little three man weave thing. We might have to re- we might have to talk. We might have to kind of talk. our people might have to call your people. See call if we can work people. something out with you, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate no y'all. Doubt. Call my people. Call my people. I'll let y'all know. All right. Call my people. I see you later. <laughs> All right, Vinny. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
one of the most popular players in your sport. Everybody wants to know what your plans are for 2021. What are you going to do? I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week, and then uh, I'm going to get back to working out and figure things out in a couple weeks. Thanks for your time, man. I just want to appreciate it. <laughs> you see this, Mike? Von Miller. Von Miller says, if Aaron Rodgers is available, Broncos have right front office to get deal done. Sure. They could have gotten a deal done a long time ago. And it's up to them to find out if he's available. It's probably up to them to make an offer, a sweetheart offer on draft night uh, to make it interesting for the Green Bay Packers. But this, this story... I used to tease you, Mike. I tease you constantly of saying, oh, you love talking about Aaron Rodgers. But I think I have taken over that from you. I think I love this story. I love this story now more than I did two weeks ago, more than I did a month ago. You know why? And tell me, tell me if, you, if you see it this way. I think the Aaron Rodgers story, these are the best stories in sports. Best stories in sports are not really sports stories. And that's why I love it so much because this is really, I know you said last week in Lake Tahoe, Aaron Rodgers is coming back because he's a football player. I got it. And that's a fair point. It's valid. You saw him slinging that thing? But the reason thing? I love this story. You saw, you, saw, you saw him slinging that thing after we left? You saw him slinging that thing after yeah. we left? Showing yeah, off? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I know he's a football player and football players. He look ready, football. don't he? He, he look ready. He look ready. <laughs> he, he, he don't he, look he ready. Look, he, whether he, whether he was throwing the Brady or whether he was throwing the boats, he looked. I mean, yeah. don't, look, don't look like he needs a whole lot of offseason, does it? Doesn't look like he needs a whole lot of training but, camp, does it? I don't know, man. But see, this reason this stands out to me, the reason I love this story so much, is because it's about options. Remember the great line many years ago, many years a ago. A man is only Chris as Rock, faithful as his options. Yeah, right. And then you saw about the, the other senators. Who were, who were complaining about Bill Clinton. And he, and he said, uh, you know, I'll edit it. They ain't trying to get with you. So you can't comprehend it. They ain't looking for you. They're looking for him. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Who are we? Who are most people in any profession to say, well, what Aaron Rodgers should do or what he might do when we really can't relate to the highest levels the highest levels of performance, the highest level of options for Aaron Rodgers. He's really at the point where he doesn't have to do this anymore. He doesn't have to do it. And, and just sitting around waiting to see what he will do when he doesn't have to do what the Packers are presenting and he actually does have options is fascinating. It's endlessly fascinating to me. So, yeah, it's a football story, but it's not. It's about somebody who has reached a point in their careers where they can do whatever the hell they want. And Aaron Rodgers is there, and I'd like to know what is it that he really wants to do. The, the, the easy answer for most people is, hey, he's, of course, he wants to play football. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he wants to play. I don't know. And, and so that's you, why you we probably won't know. You think he just likes tossing them, at, tossing them in Tahoe? You think he just likes tossing them in Tahoe? Look, man. Hey, he can. What, what else? You know, what it, else he gonna do out there? It's what else? What, it's what my else, favorite. What topic. else you gonna do in Lake Tahoe? It's well, he's there to golf. 
and unfortunately we missed him. Is my favorite topic that we and discussed. earthquakes and experienced earthquakes, which we did not miss. Oh, we did. Um, it's my favorite topic to discuss because it never ceases to amaze me how how much ideological rigidity is at play here between the two of us. <laughs> okay, it, it it never ceases you. to amaze me that I we, see we, we constantly see this. We A constantly plus. see this. A plus so di- we see this. We see this so differently. Regardless of whatever angle we choose, we, we, it, we, I don't know that we've ever agreed on this Rogers Packers feud. Um, I think he has the option to milk this. Uh, the latest reports or related speculation out there is that the Packers are hopeful that this will sort itself out. They're not going to trade him. And obviously, Rogers, you heard say, I'll figure this out in a couple of weeks. I, I told you before, man, like, this is so, this, in many ways, this, this resembles Rogers Favre, circa 2008. Uh, but in so many ways, it's nothing like it. Because the Packers have not turned the page. That's the biggest difference. Like, you mentioned a man is only as faithful as his options. He doesn't have any options. I don't care what Von Miller or anybody else thinks. He can't force a trade. Not this season. Um, what he does have the option to do is, uh, all right, let's go back to the player days. The Packers are his sure thing. Okay? He can call up the Packers at 3 o'clock in the morning and hit them with the you up. Okay? Huh. I'm coming I'm coming through. <laughs> okay? Like, they call it. That's what the the Packers are. They're never going to yeah. turn Aaron Rodgers down, no matter if he shows up at the beginning of training camp or a day before the season. The moment he walks through those doors, he's the starting quarterback, and so he has the option to milk this. He has the option to have fun with this. Maybe this is some egomaniacal way of kind of getting back at the Packers, making everybody sweat, making them squirm, whatever it is, making them beg, making them you know you, you, it takes separation to bring appreciation, whatever it is. Like he can play this game because he's the reigning MVP. They don't want to trade him. They don't have to trade him and he doesn't need training camp. Okay, he could he doesn't need it at this point. He can show up or he doesn't need all of training camp. He can take his sweet time coming back and hit the ground running, but I don't even think he's going to do that. I think this game here's 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 something about Aaron Rodgers that doesn't get talked about enough because Aaron Rodgers, let me say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put it to you this way, Big Mike. Put it to you this way. Aaron Rodgers might might as well be a black dude in this respect. Aaron Rodgers is actually a black dude. Aaron Rodgers is a black quarterback. Here's what I mean by that. That, I got got you. Do I have your attention? Do I have your attention? No, no. Aaron Rodgers. Pause for a second. Pause right there. (laughs) Say it again and then pause. Say it again and pause. Aaron Rodgers is actually a black dude. Aaron Rodgers is actually a black dude. He's actually a black quarterback in disguise. And here's what I mean by Aaron Rodgers is black is a black quarterback. Because with, with black athletes, it's always about one's physical gifts, physical prowess, right. speed, strength, size, agility, na- naturally gifted. Right? It has rarely, especially at the quarterback position, rarely been about how intelligent the black quarterback is. 
Aaron Rodgers is somewhat lauded for his intelligence, but way more of the Aaron Rodgers story is about his arm, how gifted he is, right. how he's able to do right. things physically that no other quarterback has done, save for maybe Patrick Mahomes, when it comes to throwing the football. All right. What I, what I think is underappreciated about Rodgers because of his demeanor is that <laughs> I think he really does love this game. I think the game is important to him. I think the game really does matter. I heard to it him. all down. In the Brady v. In, in, in the all. Brady v. Rogers it. debate, think about it. I mean, Brady. You know, Brady's all the guy. He's the guy that, that wants to win. He's the winner. Yeah. He's the leader, the motivator. Rogers' leadership skills and relationship skills and people skills have been in question for many years in certain corners. Whether you believe it or not, whether it's overstated or not, regardless, Rod, Rogers' intangibles get nowhere near the attention that his tangibles do, that his physical gifts do. Right. I think he loves the game more than we realize, and as much as he's enjoying keeping people guessing, I think when it comes time to go to work, he realizes, I got a team that just went to two straight NFC Championship games. I'm this close. Right. You know what? I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my face and sit out in my prime, sit out and, 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 just, and, and just to spite the Packers, who are going to play regardless, who gonna play the guy to the draft regardless? I'm gonna show up if for no other reason than for my teammates and for myself. Because, like you said, Michael, this ain't a football story. This is a life story. And in life, it is. You could be as yes. pissed off as you want to be, and take it from me. Yeah. At a certain point, you gotta do it for yourself. Oof. You can't worry about Oof. everybody okay. else's shortcomings. You can't worry about all the things, all the forces against you. You can't worry about all the circumstances that you want to change. At a certain We're preaching point, good, you got to show up and do it for We're yourself. Preaching good. I don't know who needs to yeah. hit us, yeah. but you got to show up and you got to do it for yourself. And I think Turn that to your neighbor and say, "Do it for yourself." Is going to show. Do it for yourself. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to show up when it's time to play football, when it's time to get ready to play football, and in one day put this story to rest, and we'll be on to the next controversy. That's it. There are a couple things. Couple things with couple things with what you said. One, you said when it comes time to work, well, it is time to work. It's been time to work, and he has decided that it wasn't for him at that time. So you say, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I mean, like, like time really, really man. time. I mean, like really, really no, time. No, okay, really, okay. really, really time. I mean, and, Michael Brady, okay, Brady missed the offseason, didn't he? Wait, hold on. Didn't Brady, to correct me if I'm wrong? Didn't Brady miss the offseason like lately, last few years in New England? Didn't he miss the offseason? OTAs. He ain't missed training camp. He didn't miss training camp. Well, we haven't gotten to training camp yet. We haven't gotten to training camp yet. Okay. We haven't gotten right. there. Fair. Wait a minute. Fair. Hold we'll on. See. We haven't gotten there yet. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he's there. We'll see if he's there in training camp. That's yeah. one. Here's the other thing with Aaron Rodgers. You say, hey, 13 and 3, we've been close. He could be looking at it that way. Or part of his disappointment and what we've heard, you know, according to sources, depending on which source, uh, which reporter you go with, maybe he's saying, we're 13 and 3, and I know. How much it has taken from me just to get us to a 13 and 3 position, and we're not really as close as we appear to be. That I've gotten us here, that I built it. And 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 they're not even taking, they're not even recognizing all the things I've done overtly and subtly just to put the Packers in a championship position in the last couple of years, and I'm not here for it. I'm tired of it. They need to do a little bit more, they need to show me more. If they're really serious about winning a championship, I don't know what he's going to do. I can't wait to see it. I know this. I'll be shocked. I will fall out shocked 
uh, if he shows up day one of training camp for the Packers. But then again, I shouldn't be shocked by anything because today I heard my brother say that Aaron Rodgers is a black quarterback. And I, I didn't think <laughs> I'd hear anybody say that. And that's great. I love it. You don't get I love it. it. Does he get enough credit? Does I he get enough credit it. for his intelligence? Is no, he, he doesn't. Does he get enough credit for being a hard worker? You're absolutely right. Is he, a, is he a gym rat? Is he a, does he study film or is he just really, really gifted? You know? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, just does some things. Speaking of ghosts. He just falls speak- out of bed and can play quarterback. Oh, what is right. what natural ability, the speed. Yeah, he is. You know what? He is a black quarterback. I agree with you. Absolutely. Speaking speaking of uh speaking of goats, man, uh Novak Djokovic won twenty majors. Oh, his twentieth major, excuse me. He went on the weekend. Uh his twentieth major over the weekend winning Wimbledon for a sixth time, man. Uh I've been waiting for today to talk to Torrey again. That was almost a bar. That kind of rhymed. But I've been looking forward to catching up yeah. with Torrey. Because even before uh, Djokovic matched Federer and Nadal with 20, he was like, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest already. And then he, he, can, like he went and over. matched their, yeah. their uh, number of grand slams. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing Torrey's take on the other side. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. That's home team right there. I've been I've been on top of the world. Uh, I've been feeling good because that's that's New Orleans own. It said Harvey, Louisiana. Harvey's on the West Bank. Uh, it's across the river, but that's still New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans own Zaila Avangard, um, Guinness World Record holding dribbler, basketball phenom, uh, future whatever she wants to be. Fill in the blank. I mean, Torre is is is, uh, is she your new Shiro or what? I mean, she makes us all so proud with the brilliance and the athletics, and she seems like just such a effervescent young lady who's just like cool and like, like you know, like wow, like that would be so cool if like you know she was your kid or whatever, you know, like her parents are doing such a great job. She's this is her doing side such a great gig. job, you know. I mean, just you know, Torrey, you, 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 Torrey, you're a man of many talents. You are a man of many talents. This, this she said no. Nah, like I just, I just spell on the side. <laughs> it's like I'm a, I'm a basketball player. I just know how to spell. Look at that. Look at that I, handle. I'm struggling to spell Look at that handle. I mean, you know, she was like, yeah, I, I practice spelling seven hours a day. I'm like, yo, my kids are on TikTok seven hours a day. What am I doing here? What, what's going on? <laughs> but she's killing it. When she was dribbling five balls at once. I, was, I mean, come on, dog. Yeah. She's on the unicycle dribbling two or three ball. I mean, like, I just, I'm just trying to imagine, like, her spatial intelligence about how she's able to just sort of, you know, just keep everything flowing and see all these things at once. And, like, yeah, she's future whatever she wants. WNBA and NASA yeah. and teaching yeah. at Coach, MIT at whatever. the same time. And, like, you know, we'll all yeah. be working for her. You know, God bless. 
See, Michael Holly, listen to that. Listen at that analysis. That 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 sports yeah. and basketball cultural analysis. Who says that Torre is not qualified to break down <laughs> basketball? That's right, Torre. It has been a while since we last saw you. But man. since we last saw you, mm, uh, let's you, talk about you, it. I mean, you were already famous, but then like you ain't you you're nobody until Kevin Durant comes for you. And so, <laughs> so for those who may have missed it, for those who may have missed it, Torre made I think a fair observation, if not astute observation, that from a, from a casual fan yeah. standpoint, it yes. was bad yes. for the game that so many All Stars were gone to injury. Not that, unlike what LeBron James said, but then Kevin We're Durant, came, but then Kevin Durant came for you. Kevin Durant came for your head and suggested that uh, that you know you uh, you shouldn't be talking about basketball, which is ridiculous. Imagine so Torrey grief. <laughs> Imagine Torrey. I didn't even know that he knew my name, yeah. and I was happy to find out that he actually so, knew my name. Um, so. Your follower count? Did it go up? Yeah, did what? you get something out of this? Is what I want to know. No, That's basically the like, follower did you, did didn't this, count go a, up, but no? I got tons and tons of NBA diehards uh, just jamming at me, talking about, "Oh, this is going to be a super exciting series. You don't understand. This is going to be great for basketball." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't disagree with that. That if you love basketball, maybe this will be a great series." That was never the point. The point was the casual fan who hears about Steph Curry, who hears about LeBron, who hears about KD, and only tunes in for the finals, will not tune in for Milwaukee versus Phoenix. I'm sorry. Like the story of Cape, uh, CP3 and Giannis and, and, and Booker is great for people who love basketball, soft, but for G. the people who like y'all who li- yeah, people who like nah. basketball, they're not coming. <laughs> and like, you know, I notice it's very, they're very clever in the ESPN press room and these other places, they say ratings are up over last year. Last year was like a 25 year low. It was a, it was a, the season was halted. The playoffs took place in August, which is the worst month for television. Better than last year is nothing. This series is averaging around eight, 9 million fans per game. Uh, at the height last night, or including game two, they got to 11 million. These games usually get 20 million viewers per game. I guarantee you the NBA is quietly freaking out that the series that they're used to getting 20 million a game is now getting uh, well, 8 to 9 million a game. This is not good. Well, it's been declining well, okay. for a long well, time. Well, I at least appreciate Michael. No, I at least appreciate that Torrey is years. talking between. There was there was there was three years that it was twenty million, and then there was a fifteen million year, and then there was last year, which was a little softer, right? So it's not declining I, I feel, for a long time. I feel like it's been longer than that, but okay. But I don't get, I don't get lost in that sauce in particular. I was just going to say I appreciate though that you at least are looking at it from the standpoint of the relatively speaking lack of star power at least at least you're relatively speaking again to, to the average average viewer right. Giannis or Chris Paul may not may not be household names which I don't know how Chris Paul can be household names in every damn commercial uh, literally about households but that, that's neither here nor but that's neither here nor there what I love about the manipulating of numbers is that again at least you're talking basketball there are plenty of people who look at those ratings and manipulate them to say what they want to say 
because for, yeah. for political reasons, the NBA ratings are nothing but a front on a culture culture war because there are plenty of people who just want to say, right, right. see, that's what your black life go woke, go broke. That's what your black lives matter on the court gets you. That's what your political activism gets you. Mm. Your ratings are declining. So it's yeah. not even about right. whether or not the basketball is as good. It's about it's a it's a sorry, Michael Holly. It's a black league. And this is what happens when you get too black. You turn people off. That's I just want to say that. Mm. That's all I have for that. Mm. No, I feel you. Uh, the narrative that Black Lives Matter somehow depressed ratings. I, I, I don't buy that at all. I think just last year, people were just didn't have the same chance to get connected to the fans, the team, the teams and the players because the season was so weird and bifurcated and short. Um, and again, August is the worst month for television ratings. Uh, you know, look, it, when you cut out LeBron, Curry, Durant, a lot of fans don't have a reason to connect to these teams. And like, I think, I think the hardcore fans misunderstand how few players are actual crossover names. People who don't follow the sport care about watching X. Uh, yeah. CP three's in a lot of commercials. I, I'm sure a lot of casual fans are like, I, I, I don't really know him. I don't really, really care about him. Not saying they're right or wrong. From a basketball standpoint, he is fun to watch. He's a great player. I'm so happy that things are working out for him. Um, but, you know, there, there's certain names that are as big as the game at any given time. And no doubt. to have a finals where none of them are involved, it's like the NBA marketed one thing and then something else entirely happened. That's right. Now, hey, let, let me ask you this. Uh, just to close the loop on this. I know you didn't tweet it for your own purposes because you were just stating your opinion. But was it good for business or bad for business to have Kevin Durant <laughs> coming for you? Was it good for you? Did, it, you know, it's, it's, it's any positives come from it? It's interesting because I was actually talking offline with Michael about this. At first, I was like, oh, my God, KD just dissed me. He's got 19 million followers. What the hell? And he was like, I mean, you know, if you're in a diss battle with somebody, somebody who's gigantic, somebody who's like, you know, a part of the cultural firmament, like, I mean, you know, KD, like, you know, I mean, like, like if, if Jay-Z dissed me in a song, partly you'd be like, oh, I'm ashamed Jay-Z dissed me. But it's also like, damn, Hove mentioned me in a song? Like, damn. Like, right. You know, Flattering. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I, I swear, I was definitely like, wow, I didn't know that he knew my name. You know, I want to ask you this. I, I think it was, um, I, I love this story. I've been, I've been having it in my feed for about two weeks. And you're the perfect person uh, to, to talk to about it because we haven't gotten there yet. Just this whole Nicole Hannah-Jones, Ta-Nehisi mm. Coates, Going mm. to Howard, Nicole Hannah Jones mm. about to go to North Carolina. Like, oh, oh, for real? That's how that's how you gonna do me? I go to Howard instead. I think it's such a great move for her and for him. But I just want to hear what what your thoughts are about this. You know, it's really valuable to have black institutions where we can take our talents that that will value us and not needing to rely on white institutions, which quite often will not truly value us. Um, UNC put her through the ringer, even though she's got the most incredible resume of all time. I don't know if your parents 
said the same thing that my parents said to me before I went to first grade. Like, you have to be twice as good as those white kids. Nicole Hannah-Jones was 10 mm -hmm. times as good as all the white people around her. And still UNC, for just purely political reasons, was like, I don't know if we can have you in our system. Um, so she's like, great, cool. I don't need UNC. I'll take my work over to Howard. And part of the beautiful thing about that is that there are several generations, hundreds, maybe thousands of black kids whose lives will be transformed um, in a really positive way by having access to a brilliant mind like Nicole Hannah Jones to be able to talk with her, hear her talking on campus, what have you. I mean, like, you know, I had her on my podcast, Torre Show. I've talked with her a few times and she has had a transformative impact on me and a lot of things that I believe. That to me is the mark of a true intellectual that they start speaking their ideas and it changes how you see the world. And um, she's gonna do that for a lot of kids. And Ta-Nehisi Coates is also gonna do that for a lot of kids. I, I wonder Bro. how many people, how many kids are like, yo, I'm thinking Harvard, Yale, Stanford. And then they were like, wait a minute, I could go to Howard, and especially if you are reporter, media, creative-minded, and like writer, wannabe, yeah. like I could go to Howard and work with Ta-Nehisi Coates and Nicole Hannah-Jones, that could be transformative for me. That, it's, it's an amazing moment for Howard. I, I, it's, not, it's not just young people or, or aspiring, you know, journalists or students, man. I mean, it's, it's inspirational or a reminder. I mean, you know, I think all of us here think along these lines anyway, Torre. Uh, but it's just a reminder, man. Like, damn getting a seat at their table. Like, let's build our own table with our own chairs and sit at the head of that mug. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, that's just, just, yeah. that's just the, the boss move of all boss moves to say it ain't my job to make your institution better. We'll go build up our own. Um, I, we yeah. almost forgot, man. We kind of running out of time because um, we got more company coming. We could literally talk to you. We, one of these days, we just got to devote a whole show to, to chopping up with you because we could literally go anywhere. <laughs> that's right. Just come out. We, we, just come fun. through. Before, before we came, before we started the segment, in break, when we were saying hello to you, you already started, and then we stopped you to save it for the show but we never came back to it, which was, okay. and you said this before he got number 20, that Novak Djokovic was the GOAT. Uh, and then he goes out, wins Wimbledon um, for, to, to, to tie Federer and Nadal for 20 majors and counting. And you put a great graphic on Instagram, as a matter of fact, that back in 2000 and let's see what you put. Back in 2010, okay. it was 16 for Federer, 9 for Nadal, and 1 for Djokovic. Now... All, 11 years later, they all got 20. So why is why was Joker already the GOAT? Why is he the GOAT for sure now that he's tied him? And why is he just going to put it out of reach when he gets this well, calendar slam and beyond? Well, first of all, we're only talking about the men's game, right? I don't want to get into yes. the... Oh, just the, the men. The, the, Thank the, you. The versus the Serena game. conversation. That, that's a, another just conversation. The men game. Serena's, yes. Serena's yes. Inc incredible, you know, GOAT. Like, put that aside. Um, for right, me to right. give it up Thank to Djokovic is kind of like it's kind of like Celtics fans being like, okay, fine, the Lakers are the greatest NBA team of all time. Like I am like <laughs> Nadal through and through. I use his racket, I use his sneakers. That is my guy. But Djokovic has has been the dominant player over the last 10, 12 years. He has streaked past the two of them. He has done it in the era of Federer and Nadal, as opposed to Federer 
caked up most of his stuff in the era before uh, Nadal and Djokovic were dominant. Um, you know, Djokovic's ment mentality, his mental toughness um, is amazing, but also just his his movement and his elasticity physically. He's able to play a wider length of court that and make good strong shots like two feet wider than everyone else. So he you can hit the ball to the far to the far singles line and he can get over there, make a good shot and get back more than anybody else. Most other players you put it out there, they're going to hit a weak shot, the point starts to be over. He can make a great shot from wider than anyone else. So, you know, that's part of what allows him, you know, like his court is wider. It's just He's extraordinary, the way he moves, the way he thinks, the way he approaches the game. And this is somebody who was having a good career, but not a legendary mm -hmm. career, and made all these modernized changes to go gluten-free, to change his diet, to stop eating bread, all these sorts of things that he talks about in his book. And it propelled him to the uh, the Mount Rushmore of the game. And um, it's it's yep. been extraordinary to watch. We, we got to run but real quick on our way out and I'm sorry to shortchange her, but like any interest you mentioned in the women's game uh, and not confusing this conversation with, you know, with, with Serena's greatness. Ash Barty, we spent so much time focused and rightfully so on Naomi Osaka. I'm genuinely curious about the world number one. I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you and say I follow the game as close, nearly near as close as you do. But as Barty gets her first Wimbledon, like how good is she? Like, quite as kept Osaka ain't the world number one, no, no, no matter how much we talk about it. Uh, no, Ash Barty's a great player. She can kind of like do anything on the court. She can come up with any shot you want. She was masterful in the final. And it just continues the amazing legacy of Australia. Australia is oh, yeah. either the second or third greatest tennis history along with, uh, I think America is the greatest tennis legacy if you consider the whole last 50 years. And then Sweden is right there, and then Australia is right there. And maybe, you know, you could make a case for Australia maybe being much 1A to America. Um, so to see her, you know, just be one of the great women of this modern era is really, really extraordinary. My man. Hey, we appreciate you. Hey, y'all, check out Who Was Prince Torres? Amazing podcast series, Deep Dive. Check out the Torres Show, his podcast. Oh man, we ran out of time. We didn't get, we didn't have a chance for you to slander Marvel. Oh, we, we sorry, Torrey. We didn't get a chance to get your take <laughs> no on Loki or Black that. Widow. God, Too happened? bad. See you, so bad? See you later. See you later. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. My, my IFB keeps going in and out today. Thank you, Torrey. Oh, that's funny. He had to come back for that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm not going to get into the complaining publicly about fouls. Uh, just not going to do that. But you can look, you know, we had 16 free throws tonight. 
one person had 17. So, you know, DA is, we got to learn from that. We got to beat guys to the spot and uh, <clears throat> he'll grow from this. Uh, I, I promise you he will. That's a veteran move to avoid getting fined or to avoid coming off like you're complaining about calls. Be like, I'm not going to talk about foul calls, but check the box score. <laughs> right. I'm saying, but I'm not saying. <laughs> veteran move, right, Ryan Hollins? Yeah. How are you, brother? How's it yeah. going? Well, is it? We'll see if it's that veteran if he gets fined tonight. We'll, we'll know pretty soon, <laughs> you know, if Monty gets fined because it, it, we all knew where he was going with it. No doubt. Where's this series going is the question. I mean, obviously, it That's looked like question. Phoenix was going to run away with it after two games. Uh, Milwaukee made a statement last night. Giannis made history. Uh, what say you about the state of this series? Have you figured out who the better team is? Do you know who you like, or is it just kind of still wait and see for you? I still like the Phoenix Suns, I'll be honest. You know, the, the game of adjustments is new for the Bucks. This is something that we finally saw in game three. They had refused to make any adjustments. And you may ask, what did they do? They split the minutes essentially with Bobby Portis and, uh, and, and Lopez. And Lopez is a heck of a player, but Phoenix is going to uh, expose you in the pick and roll. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo would push it on the fast breaks, but in the half court, he was a screen setter, which ultimately made his job easier and put the ball in Chris Middleton's hands. And Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were able to get going. Why? Because they were the playmaker and not playing off of the basketball. Guys, you got to understand this, Mike and Mike. When you are, are a guy who plays well with the ball in your hands, you got to put the ball in the player's hands. Uh, Drew Holiday averaged four points per game at UCLA. Why? Because Darren Collison was the point guard. Drew Holiday is a baller, but playing, making him play off the ball isn't best. Uh, Chris Middleton is so dynamic. You got to use him as a weapon. But I thought that Giannis was used in the correct fashion in which he could be the best version of himself for the Bucks, And he was just dynamic rolling down the rim because just one guy catching him or being behind him on those rolls, it's impossible to guard Giannis then. All right. So, so I, I agree with you, uh, Ryan. I think Phoenix is better. So if you are, if you're Phoenix, you say, all right, man, he's had back-to-back 40, 40 point games against us. And he may not even be a hundred percent what do we got? Is there anything we have that can not stop him, but slow him down? What do you do if you're Monty Williams? Well, what you may do if you're Monty, since he's such a dynamic roller, it sounds tricky, but you trap the pick and roll to where, you know, Chris Middleton can't just throw a direct pass to you. And what had really worked in his son's favor, even though Giannis had gotten his, that was the game plan. You know, when Michael Jordan got cooking, he saw double teams. You know, when Kobe Bryant cooked, he saw double teams. Giannis is the type of player where you kind of take that, you know. So in those first two games where he went off, they end up losing the basketball game. So it's not something you want to overreact to, but you have to find a pick and roll coverage that works because Giannis rolling down the rim is an absolute headache. And you got to see if maybe Chris Middleton can make that skip pass to the corner. But you know, one thing I know is you got to catch him a lot higher. So I remember playing against Dwight Howard. You know, you guys know Di- Dwight Howard is probably one of the most dynamic rim rollers that we've ever seen. What do I mean by that? If you mm-hmm. didn't catch Dwight Howard somewhere above that charge line, he was catching a lob or he was going to turn and dunk on you. And Giannis has such amazing hands and he's so skilled and so long and athletic 
that if he catches the ball around there, you know, it's one or two moves and he's going up and scoring and getting fouled. And also, might I add, there's there's no count coming from a, a couple thousand people in the arena, you know, putting their own little shot clock on Giannis. So, you know, the pressure was off. So this is a game that the Bucks should win, but I don't know how much faith I have in, my, in a mic because they played the best their best game of the entire season and playoffs. And at, at a point there, Phoenix still had a chance and was in the game, guys. I want to get your macro thoughts here, Ryan. Uh, we were just talking to our guy, Torrey, about this. And it's not even a subject that Michael and I really spent a lot of time on uh, going into the series. Uh, and, that's just, and nobody would be surprised if the series went seven. Giannis is, is putting his name in the record books. And it was only three games in. There's still a lot of time for this to become, from a competitive standpoint, a classic series. Yes. But it's a team that hasn't been since 74 versus a team that hasn't been since 93. Not exactly marquee franchises, yada, yada, yada. We all know about all the stars that got hurt along the way. I just wonder if you find this series to be compelling. You're a hardcore basketball guy, a former NBA player, 10-year NBA vet. But you know, do you find this series to be compelling? And if not, is it to the detriment uh, of the game? It's absolutely to the detriment of the game of basketball. Now, the player in me is going to be happy for Giannis and Chris Ball. Chris Paul, those are one of those guys is going to get a championship, win, lose, or draw, and that's going to be a sigh of relief. Uh, when you don't get a championship, you play multi years in the league, and you have accomplished everything other than son. Chris Paul has, has got an Olympic gold medal. So he's got anything you can name. Giannis Antetokounmpo, two time MVP, MVP and defensive player of the year, the first since what? Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon. That's elite company, but he hasn't been elite in the playoffs. So I'm happy for one of those guys, but I, I, I feel a little robbed, man. I, I, I feel a little a, a little swindled, man, not seeing the best of the best yeah. there. And and I'm not saying that they weren't the – well, yeah, I'm saying they weren't the best of the best. The Nets were going to knock Yeah, you are. The Lakers are probably going to knock them. So uh, I'm sorry, guys. You I, are I saying little, that. But I, no, I'm excited. As a former player, I'm excited. Like you, you, you guys know Brendan has no problem rubbing in my face that he got his championship – and in, in his 14 years and in my 10 years, you know, I didn't get one. But it, it's what we play for, Mike. Come on, man. Come on, dog. I, I'm swindled. So, and, and as an hey, and real quick, I would say as an analyst, you guys know it. It's hard for us to call these games because we've never seen any of these guys other than Jay Crowder in a championship scenario. We haven't seen anybody but Jay Crowder. So we're like, who is he going to be next game? We can't be like, well, Devin Booker always responds well after getting, having a tough out. Like, we don't know. <laughs> these guys are all new. Right. So you tell me, you tell me, uh, all, all things being equal, I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game that you can't, it's a what if game, but let's play it anyway. Let's play. If, if injuries are not a factor, who, who did you think was the best team in basketball all season long? Would you say it was, I know you got the Lakers poster behind you. You say it's the Lakers or somebody else. You see, I like how you just doing that real underhand comment, dog. Don't act like uh, that's just nice artwork, man. I'm not a Lakers fan. It's just nice <laughs> artwork, man. Um, <laughs> but in all, I was going to take the Lakers. I am because, like I said, I was a history major at UCLA. I know some people think us athletes didn't do our homework. Us UCLA athletes had to do homework. We wouldn't get down with the get down, okay? So uh, as a history major, I know who LeBron James is going to be in the NBA Finals. I know who he's going to be in big moments. He had Anthony Davis, who, who would have been his energy guy, would have been his, as we're seeing Chris Paul's, uh, DeAndre Ayton and, and Devin Booker. If, he, if, if Anthony Davis could have been that for LeBron James, LeBron would be in this scenario. And I'd be trusting him a lot more than uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who just got put together overnight. 
And the one thing, let's say, I, I know this is, dang, this is really a what-if game. I just did not trust Brooklyn, the rim protection for them. And finally, Giannis and the Bucks, and through injury, finally figured out, wow, Blake Griffin's playing center. Giannis, you should just keep, this is the, this is the time where you put your head down and go to the hole. And he did it. And they were affected, but uh, I would I would lean towards the Lakers since we're wow this is a what if game for the century, man. Yeah. All right, hey man, we appreciate you and uh, and, and listen, uh, we know you dropped your first one, but good luck with Three's company in the big three, man. Uh, you still you know you you were wear uh, so many hats. You are not just an incredible analyst. You still hooping out here, man. So you know. Good luck and uh, it, you know maybe you get your that maybe get a, a big three title man like you know what I'm saying it's it's never there you too go. late. Hey, you go. hey man, I'll I'll take it. I got a Drew League title. You know, you can't be mad at me. Uh, Drew League in LA is a big thing. Hey man, I see y'all boys next week, right? man. Y'all y'all get y'all bamboozled me last week, man. I'm gonna see y'all boys next week, man. Yeah, we I got the bamboozle, man. We we on vacation again next just you know we about to take another we we break. We about to take another break. So we go we're gonna see you maybe we'll see you later this week if you want. If you wanna just see more of us, you can come back later yeah, this come week. Come on back. Come back later this you week. Know what, we got you know come back more shows to get through. You know what we'll do? We'll have you on the IG live. We'll bring you on to the IG live and then when the show gets back going, we'll, we'll go back cooking. Y'all come Let's on do the it. IG live. Let's Let's do it. And, and for that those who like don't me and Brendan had a huge beef today. He told me you guys are like this. You'll chuckle about this. Someone said that could we guard Giannis? I said yes. I didn't have problems guarding those guys. And At Brendan the same said time? He couldn't guard them. And then he wants to make it a whole show where we're going back and forth where he's showing my highlights of getting dunked on and saying that I couldn't guard Giannis. So we, that was that was our thing. I'm like, I'm like, B, I didn't have problems with those guys. And he's like, you can't do it. You, you know, Brendan, the king of petty, as you guys as partners know, uh, the, the king of petty was at it, man. And you guys know what the petty partner game is like. So that's what that's what me and Brendan had Great. about ten or fifteen hey, minutes ago, Mike. And Mike, let's do that. Let's do that collab again soon, man. Ryan Hollins, man, we appreciate you, brother. I All love right. it. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, man. I don't know if this makes me a bad sports fan or not. But uh, you know what I'm doing tonight? I am watching the Home Run Derby from Coors Field. It's been a long time since I cared about the wow. Home Run Derby. But I would dare to say the most fascinating team sports athlete in North America is Shohei Otani. Um, the only, only got a chance to hear about the exploits of Babe Ruth, but we're watching a, the Babe Ruth of our time start the All-Star game as a pitcher, start uh, in, in the field, and they're changing the rules so he can keep it hitting after he pitches. Crazy. I agree with you, but I can't watch the home run derby. But everything you said, everything other than that, I'm with you 100%. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.